0: We are so excited to be popping up this holiday season with our jewelry brand Leah Yard Designs. You can shop our latest collection in person. We will have all of our new pieces with London blue topaz, amethyst, our sparkling Mariah hoops, unique ear cuffs and of course our top sellers like our zodiac necklaces and ear climbers. Everything will be on display on December 2nd and 3rd at Bespoke Market which will be hosted at the Audane Art Gallery in Whistler. Then we are popping up for five days at the Make It Vancouver show from December 7th to the 11th at the PE Forum here in Vancouver. You guys, it's been years since we've been able to take part in these events, so we are planning extra special surprises for in person shoppers. I cannot wait to see you at the shows. We have a lot to catch up on. What I had originally set my business up to be when the pandemic hit,
1: I realized it was something that was no longer sustainable for what I needed to do to grow and feel happy in my business. And so that failure and that really deep dark depression that I went through made me
0: change my business model completely. Welcome to the Voted Least Likely Podcast. I am your host, Leah Yard. I'm a high school dropout who accidentally became an entrepreneur. After spending over a decade working minimum wage jobs, having a complete mental breakdown and losing all confidence in myself, I somehow started a successful jewelry company. I am the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry, the least likely person to have overcome crippling anxiety, and the least likely person to have ever had the confidence to share my story. And I know if you are here, you've likely felt something similar. This piece of internet real estate is a place for us to share how we overcame our own obstacles and found a place to thrive, even if it was the last place we ever thought we would end up. We are talking all things related to failure with a little sense of humor on the side. It's time to expose the narratives we tell ourselves and the ones the world places on us. This is the Voted Least Likely podcast. Welcome, Lindsay, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. If you could just give a little introduction, who you are and what you do. Sure, so my name is Lindsay. Um, I do a lot of different
1: things. So I kind of like to say that I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I own a marketing agency, which is also a creative community called Pink Crown Creative um, that is in its fifth year now, which I cannot believe I'm five years in business.
0: Congratulations. Um,
1: thank you. Yeah, it's really surreal, surreal to think about. Um, so with that, I, I help you know primarily business owners, primarily women in business as well. Um, giving them advice with with marketing and and marketing business strategy. Um, I also am a recruiter on the side. So I uh, work with a company called Smart Savvy, where I recruit for marketing, communications and sales roles. Um, So with my experience in marketing and sales, I'm able to fit um, and, and kind of connect um, really great candidates with some top companies in BC. So that's been one part. Um, I also run a podcast, which you were on, um, Have You Met Her Yet? And that is uh, Just Launched 50 Episodes, which is <sighs> mind-blowing.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Amazing. Mind-blowing
1: to think about. Um, and then I am a film and t- background person once in a while so I, I if, lots of shows are filmed in Vancouver lots of movies um, and I do some background acting um, again a lot of the things I do all come from passions of mine um, mm-hmm. and I feel really lucky that I've been able to kind of shape and mold my career into a lot of the
0: things I'm really interested in um, I've yeah that's and a little bit about me. I love that. I, definitely multi-passionate entrepreneur is like the perfect way to sum it up. And whenever I think of you, I always think of like creative and community, because I feel like that's very much what your brand is. So when you're listing off all those things, it's like, yep, those all tick the box. <laughs> that oh, makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about like when you first launched your own, like your first business, like the creative agency, Pink Crown Creative, what was that like, and how did you get to that point? Because I know you have the background in marketing, but what was like? What was the beginning stages like, and how did you make the leap?
1: So when I started it, I didn't even know what it was when I started it. So I was working at a company where I was feeling so unmotivated, not creative at all. Um, I decided to create an Instagram account to be like a filter of my creativity i guess so on that instagram account um i i think the first name was pink crown creative um i know that i had a few different names but they weren't like they were all kind of variations of what that would be and i think that that had come from just thinking about what do i what do i want to put out to the world so again it, it was like an instagram account where i would share motivational quotes and then I would share just kind of thoughts and ideas that I had. Um, it wasn't until I started going to in person networking events um, that were primarily female, um, it was a primary like female community and audience where I saw other entrepreneurs share how they started their story. Mm-hmm. I honestly never thought I would start a business before. Um, maybe in the background, just because I have some family who are entrepreneurs, maybe I thought that would be cool, but I just, I never knew what my business would be. So I never thought it would be a thing, but at these events, I would see people who were exactly like me, who had the same kind of itch where they felt like they wanted to be creative. They wanted to put something out there. They started a business. Um, and that truly was the first time where I think I gave myself permission to think about that. Um, and I would speak with people about marketing and I would hear that a lot of people who were entrepreneurs and business owners didn't know how to market their business. They didn't know what to do. And I just thought, oh, maybe this could be like a fun kind of little side hustle. And, um, again, in in that job that I wasn't finding the creativity, I just started, um, to put things out there and, and see like, okay, how can I kind of make this a reality Um, And all of this was behind the scenes. I I talked about it to no one. I was so insecure at first. I was so embarrassed. I probably had a blog and a website for probably six months before I actually shared it with anyone. Um, I had previously had a blog where it was a travel blog and a lot of people read it and people loved it. And then I had a secret blog where it was like my online diary. And so this was like, meshing two of those things together where it was a lot of secret thoughts that I didn't know if anyone would care about. And then it was information that people would actually find beneficial. So one day I kind of sent, I think it was a text message to a few groups of friends, family, and my now husband. And I just said, I did the thing, here it is. And and just like (laughs) left it silent. It was just silent. And every single person was like oh obviously this makes sense this is great like this is amazing like why didn't you tell me before and oh my gosh and all these things and um it was the validation i need the support i needed but i was just so terrified to to say like i'm gonna start a business hi (laughs) it's so scary it is terrifying
0: (laughs) it is terrifying
1: (laughs) yeah so that's sort of like where
0: that really started i would say Oh my gosh. Amazing. I love that. There's so many things first. I want, well, congratulations for feeling the fear and doing it anyways, because I think that is something people don't realize because so often when we look at people in the industry, especially industries, we are hoping to be the top of one day, it's just so easy to think, well, they make it look so easy. So they are naturally gifted or they whatever, but it's not the case at all. Like it, they started and they were terrible when they started, like I guarantee yeah, every yeah. single person, but we never see that. And no. I think things are changing where a lot of people are pulling back the curtain, which I am here for. Um, yeah. I think we still have a long ways to go because it's it's an ego thing, right? Like I, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to put something out. Um, so congratulations on feeling fear and going for it. And I love Thank when you. you said that you finally gave yourself permission Because I feel like that's huge, especially when we're raised on these ideas of maybe there's a path that we're expected to follow, or even when we're little, we just think, you know, you only know what you're exposed to and what you see. And I feel like that's kind of a trap that we can get into. So as soon as you allow yourself to kind of think outside the box and especially someone like you you're so creative like you were never going to be in the box <laughs> you know <laughs> like I feel like you were born to be out of the box so oh, well, but it's finding those little avenues yeah I I love that so much and I'm so glad that you you know sort of tested the waters by like I've done the same where I'll work on something in the background and then it's so scary to expose it to people that you love and even the people that are very supportive in your life. Yeah. Like sometimes it's even harder, you know, cause what if yeah. your partner thinks it's terrible, <laughs> it just be yeah. so scary, but I love that. So when was the official mm-hmm. leap for you? Cause you were still working full-time, I assume during all of this. So you yeah. tested the waters and then was it a few years or did you just jump right in? Um. So I had started
1: probably, I think it was three or four months before I officially quit my full-time job that I had started working with um Kyla and Jody at I Like Her Style Vancouver. Oh um, I, love those I had yeah, I had found them I think on on Instagram and they had a post about someone, they were looking for someone who was really passionate about uh women um who are passionate about being an entrepreneur who are passionate about like the local community running events and all these types of things and i just remember every single point they said i was like oh that's me that's me that's me okay yeah that's me that's me i'm i'm going to let's just see what does this look like and so i reached out to them met them in person um they were both so wonderful and i was so excited. I just envisioned, I was like, I just want this job so much. And it was, um, a, it was a sales role where it was, um, like a, a sales rep. So promoting their magazine and and promoting the community. Um, and once I, I got hired and, and started with them and I was really immersed in this wonderful community and really, really immersed in, in uh, the entrepreneur community, the female community in Vancouver, which I had, like, I'd only seen glimpses of before, but this was like a full immersion of it. Um, That's really when I was like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. I mean, I constantly was surrounded by entrepreneurs. I constantly was surrounded by um, women who I felt empowered by and uplifted by. And, um, you know, I, I got the chance to work really, really closely with Jody, who, Um, was one of the business leaders at that time. And just seeing her work and seeing how she kind of quit her full-time job to go all in on her own business was really inspiring to me to see. Um, And so I worked with them for probably about three or four months before I was like, okay, I want all in on their business. I want to work with them full-time on this. Um, And then I also want to continue my business as well. So I remember there was one thing that um, was sort of the last straw at my at my past company. Um, I was starting to see a lot of um, a lot of negative things happening um, towards women in that company. Um, just just little comments here and there that were happening. Um, you know, one of the the CEOs had had said something along the lines of they didn't want to hire any more females because they didn't want more people to go on that leave. And that to me was just like, this is so gross. What is happening here? And then there was another kind of scenario that happened that just really turned me off. And and that was a point where I was like, I've had enough. I, I can't be in this toxic work environment anymore. I have, you know, this, this job that is amazing and insecure, but very toxic. But then I had this other job where I feel really empowered, really inspired. Um, I'm hoping the money will be there. I'm hoping that I can kind of continue to build from here. Um, it was re- it was really scary. It's really crazy. I don't know if I would do that again today to, th- to, to really think about it. Um, but it was something that really pushed me in that direction. And I went all in with them and, and went full time working with them and then went really full time working on my own business as well.
0: That's amazing. That's, that's amazing. I didn't know that part. Like I know your, I know your story. I know you come from corporate, but I didn't know that it was, there was a breaking point like that. Um, good for you. Cause again, it's, it's really, especially when there's the financial stability, it is so easy to just turn a blind eye, you know, and just keep carrying on and go along with things. Yeah, And I've definitely been in jobs for longer than I should have been. Um, and it's, easier to look back and be like oh no I I should have left earlier or whatever but when you're in it like it's hard it's hard and yeah I think yeah. making that decision is also it's not just the financial it's not this, just the change and the financial change it's the sort of statement that you're making I think. And, you know, you're kind of standing up for yourself. And I think especially as women, we tend to struggle with that. I know it's something I struggle with. Um, So good for you. I'm, I'm very proud to hear you did that. That's amazing. And look at, look at where it led you. Hey, like, I, I love that. Um, You said that you weren't sure if you'd do it again. Do you really think that, do you really sometimes wonder like, what if, or? Um, I mean I think one thing that's really important
1: to note is I wouldn't have been able to do that if I wasn't with a partner who was able to keep us financially stable. So that is where a lot of that comes from. Yeah. Um throughout the years I've always had to have more than one job. I've always had to hustle. Um now that I I have a few other things going on and and you know, especially with recruiting that is really keeping me financially stable right now. Um, Because it's been a few years, and I've been able to see especially in the pandemic, and I lost a lot of clients, I lost a lot of things like that was a struggle financially. Um, When I look back, again, I don't want to say I would never do it, because this has truly been the best thing for me. But from a financial standpoint, um, it's really hard to, to continue to like, pay off the debt and pick up the pieces and all of these things. So again, I don't want anyone to sit and listen to this and be like, Oh my God, but how do I do that? I can't like, I struggled for sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really grateful to my husband who was able to keep us afloat because it wasn't just, I was making tons of money all of a sudden and everything was great. Like, no, I definitely struggled. I was, I was lucky to be able to do my passion and work with companies I loved, but I wasn't raking in tons of money because of it thank you
0: so much for sharing that. Like, honestly, I think that is something it's really brave to share that. And I think so many people need to hear it because there is so much sacrifice involved in entrepreneurship and it sounds really sexy to be like, Oh, I just quit and took the leap and everything, you know, now I'm wearing the designer (laughs) clothes and I'm, you know, and it, it sounds great. And I don't know, maybe it happens, but I haven't actually seen it. Like when you talk to people, you can see it on social media, but you can't really see it when you actually have a conversation with somebody and definitely having a partner, like through the pandemic, my business suffered so much and my partner's he owns a screen printing business and his took a hit, but then it started to really ramp up and I was Mm -hmm. able to work at his place and we could use that income to supplement things when mine was, you know, tanking. So again, it's Mm -hmm. like that balance and not everybody has that. And that's one thing to know, like the fact that we have partners and, and that kind of um, you know, understanding at home and that it's like, that's huge. But yeah, I think just, we the transparency that is I personally think needed in the whole entrepreneurship dream that people are selling because it's yeah. not for everyone and that you know insecure feeling of not knowing where the money's coming from having to have multiple jobs like i had I've had lots of jobs I've worked so much retail like <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> and like a lot of entry level stuff and you know it's yeah. it, you need that and again, you have to be willing to make the sacrifice is the thing. And when you find something you love, like you have, it's worth it. But again, yeah, it's, it's not glamorous. Like, I think that's really (laughs) the thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And again, social media makes it look like we're all just, you know, rolling in dough, but that's just not the case. So yeah, (laughs) agreed, Um, agreed. So thank you so much for sharing that. This show is sponsored by our very own company, Leah Yard Designs. Leah Yard Designs is a jewelry brand in Vancouver, Canada that specializes in unique semi-precious pieces. The designs are meant to be mixed and matched to celebrate the wearer. We love fashion juxtapositions, which is why you will usually find me in ripped jeans and a ton of gold jewelry. Our goal is to add glamour to every day. Our most popular design is our Zodiac necklace, which was created to celebrate what makes you uniquely you. 5% of all profits in the jewelry collection are donated to the DEWC, a local charity that helps vulnerable women in Vancouver's downtown East Side. You can learn more and shop the full collection at www.leayarddesigns.com. I remember talking to you about imposter syndrome and just that feeling, especially when you're starting. Can you just talk a little bit about that? And if you experienced it, how you deal with it, and if it's lessened at all now?
1: Yeah, I, I, I have dealt with it like a roller coaster. I mean, the first example I shared was, you know, even just sharing my website. Originally, I was like, who am I to have a business and website? Like, I'm, am I actually an expert in marketing? Like, yeah. am I? Like, would it would a would a past boss look at my look at my business and be like, "Oh, she wasn't that great of an employee in marketing." You know, that was my thought <laughs> totally. process. That yeah. was my thought process of people being like, mm, "I mean, you're not that good." You know, so <laughs> that was a lot of my fear. And I think as I've continued on, um, i I've, I've been able to get confidence with the clients I work with. With the other business owners I work with, um, it's it's something that again I, I have those those moments where I'm feeling really great and confident, and that I'm having more of those moments. Um, the pandemic was a really big thing for me that made me definitely feel like an imposter because my business was all about helping other businesses with marketing strategy and all of this creativity, and I had none of it at all. I I I couldn't be creative. Yeah. in those first few months i wasn't able to be that positive light of sunshine that that people had previously gotten from working with me um and so i i did feel like an imposter in those moments i really felt you know i don't think i deserve to kind of be in this space right now i i can't be that for my community um but then i i ended up seeing When I was able to share the things that I was feeling and going through, that's what my community needed as well. I mean, I shared a lot of really vulnerable things during 2020 and 2021, um, where previously I think a lot of people might have judged by saying, that you're 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 depressed you're going through ptsd you're you're struggling you need to th- see a therapist you know you're not feeling great like all of these things yeah I don't think in the past as a business owner you could have shared I think someone would have been like "Ooh, she's unstable I like, can't work with her at all totally um but I got a lot of really great like a lot of support and a lot of other people that I I loved and respect feel the same way. So again, it made me feel, okay, like maybe I'm not an imposter. I'm able to still run a business. There's other really successful people who are struggling as well. Um, and so a, a lot of that is just like dealing with the self-talk of um, the like, these are the things that you, like you're an expert in these areas, like just trust your gut. Um, I, I remember I had a breakdown um, this one day. I remember I was feeling the like the worst it was I I remember it was April Fool's Day in 2020 and I was feeling so so bad I can't remember exactly what it was but there was like a few things in my business oh I think I'd lost a few like big clients that were supposed to come up big events that I was tied to and I was just feeling like crap knowing that there's there's not much money that's going to be coming in I remember I got an email um from uh Oh my gosh, what is it called? Um, it's like the international or women women of influence Canada. I got an email that had said you'd been nominated as a woman of influence. And I just remember reading it, being like, is this a joke? Like, did someone send me did someone sent me? No. Send me a joke? no. I remember just thinking, what what is this? What is this? And I remember oh. just reading the email, thinking like how am I a woman of influence right now? Like, I feel like garbage. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm putting anything out there. I don't feel Im- influential at all. Yeah. Um, But it was something that really, I really stuck to when I w- went throughout that year, when I had those moments, I kept thinking like, you're, you're an influential person. Like just keep, keep with that. But I just remember that moment of feeling like, so low. i being mean, like, is this real? I'm, like, I feel like this is the, the epitome of imposter right now.
0: <laughs> I, I totally can relate to that. I've had so many moments like that where you've just had like a slew of bad news or just total failures. Yeah. And then you'll get something or somebody like for me and my business, I'll get like a big wholesale order or something. And it's like, in, in like a dream store that I want to be in yeah. and it's like if they could only see me now I'm like <laughs> sitting like in sweatpants just like sobbing and like they think I'm this fancy designer and they're so excited yeah. to bring the line in and it's just like yeah. oh god if you only knew <laughs> oh exactly I mean, exactly does it, get, does it get easier for you like do you find Uh, or do you find that you experience imposter syndrome less or do you just have better coping skills
1: definitely better coping skills and I've also learned to remove myself from situations that make me question my worth um my experience my value I mean a lot of that has to do with social media that's where a lot of my imposter syndrome would come from the comparison um uh, yeah, just a lot of that came from there. And, and I've really, really scaled back from social media. Um, you know, my business used to post minimum three three posts a day. And I don't think I've done a post for a few months. Um, when I get a spurt of inspiration, I'll put something out there. But yeah. I've really taken that pressure off of myself. Um, and just unfollowing or un- engaging
0: with with things that made
1: me question myself has really, really helped.
0: I love that tip. I think that's, like, I really hope the person who needs to hear that hears that because there is so much pressure to be present everywhere all the time, and I'm the same. If I don't post for a certain amount of time, I'll start to, like, panic, and then you just kind of throw something out there, but I've done a similar thing, especially, you know, we're in the final quarter of this year, and I'm limping my way to the finish line. (laughs) It's been a rough year, and I have definitely just stepped back a little bit from social media like I'm still on there and still present I have a plan and that but yeah I'm not spending much time and I'm doing something too where when I open my phone if I click on instagram I have to have an intention as to why I'm going on there Ooh. yeah and it's really hard it's really hard because yeah. it's just sometimes like habitual right you just open it and yeah, you don't even realize you' don't realize. like wow how did I get here <laughs> and why do I feel so terrible about myself <laughs> right. But yeah. like I never leave that app feeling, you know, smarter, richer, better looking. <laughs> you just yeah. never feel better. So yeah, I go on, I post, I engage when I can. Um, and then if I'm not in a good mood, then it's like off limits. Like I put myself in a timeout, like you're not allowed to go on that app because it's not I a good place. Like yeah. Don't go on there if you're bored or if you're feeling bad no. because it's just <laughs> <laughs> a bad idea. But I love no. that like so often I think we think of boundaries um, when it comes to people instead of apps and things like that, that are so accessible that we have in our lives. And I think it's, a, we have to kind of look at it more holistically. Like you have to set boundaries for these things that are popping up and notifications and stuff, because it just, it taxes you, right? Like it's, it's really hard. So good for you. I'm, yeah. I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, in your journey, is there one Like this podcast, the whole point for me is to make people feel less alone on their entrepreneurial journey and to kind of demystify what failure is because there's no success without it. So is there a quote unquote failure that you've had that you, that turned out to be the greatest thing that could have happened or there was sort of, or it was like a mistake that turned into being, um, like it turned into a positive or a silver lining, something like that.
1: Yeah, I've definitely made lots of mistakes. I failed in many different areas, um, but I do think each failure has brought something new. Yeah, there, there's, there's been so many things in my business that I've tried out. And I think that's just it is like trying it. I would never know what that would be like. Um, and deal it, like again, I always kind of just go back to the pandemic because yeah what i had originally set my business up to be when the pandemic hit i realized it was something that was no longer sustainable for what i needed to do to grow and feel happy yeah. in my business and so that failure and that really deep dark depression that i went through made me change my business model completely and i i relaunched my business last summer after about six months of really deep diving, I, you know, I, I had hired um, a business coach to go through what my business outline should be like, what are the things that are actually going to make me happy? What are the things I hate about my business? Yeah. What's going to make me money? Um, and that has given me more freedom to grow in different areas. So since making that relaunch, I've been able to give time to teaching so you know I I teach at a college part-time social media and that's given me financial um, like a financial stream and then I've also as I mentioned I'm a recruiter I've been able to do that and I mean even though it's not like what my business used to be like there's still all of the things that I offer like social yeah. media help and training, and um, you know connecting people and getting people jobs and that sort of thing. So it it opened up a way that I can actually finally now feel like I'm get, getting to be financially stable. Whereas before, if I stuck with that model, um, I think it probably could have worked for maybe another year or two, and that was it. So it yeah. was a hard moment in in the pandemic that those failures that, that made me have to change my business model that has set me up for success and hopefully will continue to set me up for success in the future.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of clarity came from the pandemic. Like it was awful. And I don't, I would like to very much not go through that again, but genuinely business wise, I'm really grateful for it because I mean, stuff I used to stress about in 2019 just doesn't even phase me anymore. So I'm definitely more resilient. No. Right. Yeah. And I And just like, yeah, it just really solidified things and clarified stuff that, you know, learning to pivot, figuring out what works, what doesn't. Um, yeah. I, again, it, I really hope we don't go through something like that again. And it was really hard for, I think for everybody, even if it wasn't financially hard for people, it was hard in a different way. Um, And I think, you know, I've said to a few people this year, how I really think the chronic stress of the last couple of years is catching up now. Cause I think we were so like, you know, fight or flight mode and just head down and go. And now things are seeming more normal. And it's like, we're kind of all lifting our heads up now. And it's like, Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> <It's> just, you're <laughs> like, Oh, my God. So it's Yeah, I just, I feel like both personally and professionally, I definitely changed. And it sounds like you did as well, like just going through that kind of pressure. Um, like, do you think it was a silver lining in there? <sighs> or do you think it was? Would you like that time back?
1: <laughs> I mean I, I can't lie there are moments where I think oh man I would just love those days of just doing nothing and <laughs> cooking I, I cooked so extravagantly it was amazing Aww. And and now I'm kind of back into the routine of I need to make sure I'm eating breakfast and lunch every day. Yes, so those yes. are the things I miss. But yeah, yeah, the other parts absolutely not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. I know I'm like still it's still hard for me to put on like regular pants, like jeans. Like I'm yes. very much, i yeah. very much like the lounge wear with tons of jewelry look. I'm very into that still. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the rest can can go. But yeah. Agreed. So doing so many things, like how do you manage all of those? Like, especially as a creative person, how do you, do you have to kind of compartmentalize yourself? Like when you are have so many goals and you've got your, you know, fingers in so many different avenues, how do you stay clear and focused on each task when you're in it? Having a to-do list is really important
1: to me so I can visualize things. Yeah. Um, one thing that's really saved me is... Um having a program, um, which I think you use now calendar calendar. Yes. I don't even know how to Thank you for it.
0: that recommendation. Yeah, yeah,
1: I love it. But that has saved me because previously I would just have my calendar completely open. People could book a call at 7 30 AM if they wanted to. And I kept showing up for those meetings and being really stressed out. And and it wouldn't work for me. And now I just have exactly the way I want my schedule to be, even though it's still, there's still a lot of stress in that as well. Um, But you know, I I won't accept calls or meetings, usually before 10 or 11am. I won't accept anything usually after 4pm. Again, I was I was having calls at 8pm before or, you know, just really eating into things that didn't need to. Um, and then saying no, like saying no is a really big thing as well. Um, I used to show up to like minimum one to two events a week before the pandemic. And oh I would gosh. be everywhere. I would be talent oh, this. And I felt so much pressure to be there. But I also wanted to be there as well. Yeah. And I've just had to be really intentional with what that looks like. Um, I've been to one networking event. Since the pandemic happened. I actually I hosted my own event last summer, which was wonderful. But then I I went to only one networking event this year, which was maybe a month or two ago. And it was so much of my energy. It took yeah. so much of me to get dressed to go there. And then when I left, I was like exhausted. And so I know that I still need to keep that boundary of me of yeah. like I'm not ready for like a full-on three-hour net like let's go event. Um, so I still need to kind of hold space for that. And and again, it's just the intuition of what I'm feeling. Um, there are moments in each week where I feel overwhelmed with all the things I have going, but then there's other weeks where it's a little bit slower. So I think just knowing in the weeks that are busy, um, that it will get easier, it will get better. And then just allowing myself to have breaks, allowing myself to reschedule and cancel has been really freeing as well. Um, I've had, I honestly can't tell you how many times I've had a call or a meeting and I feel so overwhelmed. I've maybe cried five minutes before and I'm so scared to cancel it. And then I yeah. just send an email or thankfully the other person canceled on the other side. And it yes. just works. <laughs> There's no high um, like that. <laughs> yeah. And so I've 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 been better at being okay with saying I need time. I need to reschedule. Um, because before I wouldn't do that, I'd, I'd power through, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd have a I'd, I'd have a burnout. Um, but just knowing the times that I need to cancel or reschedule definitely helps with all of the
0: things that I have going on. I love that. I love the vulnerability in that, because I think, again, I think that's something that has changed over the last couple of years, like what we were talking about before, too, about being honest about your mental health and that when you're a business owner and that's not for everybody, but I love that. And I think that's how we connect and setting a boundary or saying, you know, I have to reschedule or whatever. It's not being flaky. It's about like respecting your own self care and you want to work with people who take it well, right? Like you want the yeah. other person to be like, Oh, no problem. I, I get it. Or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I had to do something similar last week. I had to send an email to um, my sales rep and just said like you know what honestly this this year has been hard I I need to take I can't get back to you right now on this kind of thing I need to take a, a mental health moment and it's the first time I'd ever said that to somebody in an email like that mm-hmm. you know without kind of joking yeah. about it or whatever but just seriously saying mm-hmm. I'm I gotta peace out for a bit like <laughs> I just can't yeah. Um, yeah and it was so refreshing once you do it and um just the response was wonderful and and this is somebody who's fantastic she's been part of my business for a few years now and we've been through the pandemic together so she knows but it's just again had let's say the response had been like no I need an answer now or no whatever that says a lot about who the people were working with right so I think that vulnerability isn't just good for us and our business it's also good for weeding out sort of your community and seeing where it feels good and where you're celebrated and where your boundaries are honored um and I think the more we do that and the more open we are about it you know the more conversations people can have and the more understanding so it's especially with mental health like it's not this woo-woo thing anymore you know it's like if you get a cold and you get sick it's the same thing you would need to stay home and take care of yourself right and if you're having like some issues and you're not yourself like you have to just you're not crazy (laughs) you just have to like take care so um I like the way we're going I think it's more um you know branding and business is changing it is more personal and I'm I really like the way that journey is taking us because it's that's who I want to connect with right and like people who want to work with you especially when it's creative they want to know it's someone that they can trust so yes yeah I don't know do you clients? Like, are you guys able to have conversations like that when you work one-on-one with people?
1: Yeah, I'm honestly, I've become such an open book with my clients and especially with my team. Um, Because I, in the the past, I've had um, maybe one other team leader where I fully was able to be Open about mental health and they shared their own mental struggles as well and and as a business leader and as someone who has a team I want them to have that same experience too so if I could tell my team that hey guys I'm struggling right now um I need this moment I hope that they can in the future feel that they can be allowed or vulnerable to do that as well and and same with my clients too I mean As I mentioned, when I shared a lot on social media about mental health, I mean, that is how I feel I was able to maybe maintain some of those client relationships during the pandemic because maybe they went through that too. And they felt like, oh, okay, well, then she'll understand. Um, And yeah, I I think I can't believe how open I am sometimes, but I'm happy I am because I know that other people struggle with it.
0: I love that. I think it's so important. I think it's so important. And I definitely appreciate that in you and when i see you posting stuff and conversations that you and i have had where you know you're very open you're never withholding or trying to make it look like everything's perfect or whatever because i mean we've all seen enough of that <laughs> you know like yeah. we all know what yeah. perfection looks yeah. like now we don't like we i just yes. feel like we don't need more of that and yeah. it's not helpful for anybody and it's yeah. it's nothing to connect with really so yeah. i think it's, i think it's really important um what is your favorite part about entrepreneurship? Um, the creative
1: freedom I really enjoy. Um, I feel like I knew I you were really say that Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just I love that I can kind of create and pivot however I like right now, especially how I've changed my business. I was even thinking the other day of ways that I can continue to mold and involve it. And there's so many things I can still do with it. I don't think that it's over I don't think that there's it's over and done with like I feel like there's still things I can grow within the brand and do and that might mold into something completely different um and it's just giving me that time and space to let that happen and not having that force but
0: but having that freedom to be able to do that yeah do you have any big goals that you can share is there something in the works
1: um I would say some big goals that I have um, and something that I I think is just sort of naturally going to change my brand and business is a lot of it has to stem with my podcast and how that has always been around speaking with women in the workplace about their struggles, about their life, And originally my business was really tied to entrepreneurs and small business owners. Um, I had a really, really hard time admitting that my clientele was female only and that my community was female only. I don't know why, but it took me forever to just be like, I work with females and I love it and it's great. And I think it was because I didn't want to be too niche, but that's just who my community is. That's who I connect with the best. and. I think I've realized that with the recruiting as well, I would love to tie in somehow just women in general in the workplace. I mean, I've gotten so many um, pieces of wisdom and knowledge I would love to share with women about salaries and and like negative work environments and just all of these sorts of things that I don't know if marketing is going to be sort of that main focus anymore. I mean, it might, but I think I still want to continue with that community of just like women in the workplace and how we can kind of rise up together and um, not maybe being as niche as like just entrepreneurs anymore, but just women who are in any sort of industry. So, again, I don't know what that looks like, um, but that's just sort of where I feel would fit. And then. Some other sort of goals, I mean, I've had goals for years of wanting to either write a book or write a script. Um, I've worked in the film industry, I went to school for film as well, and it's always been my dream to write a movie or a TV show, and that's always just brimming, there's there's always something brimming of what I want to talk about and share. And again, a lot of that always just comes down to women's stories. So, I mean, the podcast could maybe one day branch into a TV show or, or a movie or, who knows.
0: <laughs> I love that. I, that's so inspiring. I love that. I think like your ability to pivot and dream is very, is amazing. That's so great. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I, I love <laughs> that. I didn't know about the book and the, and the um, writing a show. That's really exciting. Amazing. Good for you. Thank you. It'll Thanks. happen. It'll definitely happen. Thank you. Yeah, put it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lastly, is there anything you wanted to share um, just about your journey or about yourself?
1: Um, I mean, I think I would just like to leave listeners with permission to continue to dream and to continue to create. Um, I know how hard it is to not see behind the doors when you're really stuck into something. Um, And a lot of it just comes with, you know, first, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but believing in yourself, it's really hard to believe in yourself. So starting with believing in yourself and your dream and and knowing that even if it's really small, um, it's something that you can you can absolutely do. Um, I also just want to continue to open up space of continuing to have these conversation and talking. And um, I'm truly always open for anyone to reach out to me, email message um, for a call or a talk about anything. If you just need that extra push, I'm always open for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just so grateful to continue to share my story and
0: thank you for having me on your podcast. I got chills when you said that is the permission part. Again, I just love that. I just because I know I needed it for a long time. And I know there's somebody listening that needs that. And it's, it only comes from the person who has it, you're the only person who can give it to yourself. And so thank you for reinforcing that. And where can everybody find you if they want to connect further? um so you can visit my website pinkroundcreative.com
1: um you can also see me on instagram um there's Pink Crown creative i also have have you met her yet podcast um i also have my personal account which is underscore Lindsay dent um and then linkedin if you're looking for a marketing or communications job i would love to hear from you and connect you to hopefully a dream
0: role um Yeah, that's all the places, all the things. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the show, for your honesty, your openness, vulnerability. And it's just such a thrill to watch you thrive. And I can't wait for the movie. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope this episode gave you a boost of encouragement to follow your own path, even if it's a little unruly or has a few more weeds than you expected. I would love if you could share this with somebody important to you. We never know who needs a boost. If you'd like to learn more, you can find me at www.leayard.com, And if you want to see a little more behind the scenes, you can connect with me on Instagram at leayard. And now I will leave you with this. We all have more in common than we do not. Be kind when you can, judge less, less often, and never ever underestimate your own potential. I'll see you next week.